0: This is the Daily Perspective Podcast for Wednesday, December 2nd, 2020. Mark Congleton here at the mic, your sometimes humble host for about 52 minutes of observation insight and some absurdity in the mix as well. You just never know where that's coming from. Hoping the last day has been good to you and yours, and that everybody is well. It is midweek, the Wednesday edition of the podcast, and um, I'm playing with some new stuff today. So hopefully everything is going to go just fine. I'm, um, I've, uh, we're not on YouTube this morning. We're back over on Facebook Live because I'm doing some experimenting with some a new setup, and um, I don't have the option at YouTube to make some of the setting adjustments that I need to in order for <laughs> my bandwidth to work properly with a video link. So we're going to see how things pan out here today with this. And if it works out well, then hooray for our side. If not, then, well, you know, we're going to do what we can do. Um, so I'm switching over and having a look to see if I can see uh, what we're doing here. The um, um, I'm just trying a different software package for delivering live video and yes everything seems to be doing exactly what I want it to do. So um wow. Excuse me for multitasking in the midst of things. That's that's not polite. I shouldn't do that, but here we go. Um a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about today. There's a uh, there's uh, some developments uh, as far as the news media is concerned, you may be aware about what James O'Keefe and Project Veritas have done in the last 24 hours we'll take a look at that in a few minutes plus um more insight on what's happening in the various states that are being challenged and uh we'll also look into what has been said about the department of justice not finding any evidence that there's been vote fraud there's that was published widely in the last day or so just um And it was one of those things that came out of the associated press that, uh, got repeated everywhere so that people would believe something that isn't actually. So we'll take a look at that in a couple of minutes here as well. As far as, um, life in the personal world, not much going on. It's just been a, it's been a basic, or uh, just a, just a basic past 24 hours with nothing exciting happening. I do head out today. I've got some outside session work to do today. And, uh, so I'll be going this afternoon to take care of that. Um, and what else is there? That's, that's really about all there is. It's just been, it really, my past 24 hours has been rather dull, except for the technical side of thing, which things, which I just don't want to, I don't want to bore you with all of that stuff. I'm just, uh, trying a different, uh, a different way of doing things. And, uh, so this morning back to Facebook live so I can do the testing without everything bogging down and going crazy because one thing I discovered with testing with YouTube is it, um, is that, uh, there's not a way to adjust things as much as you want to. And what happens when you can't make those adjustments from the delivery angle is that eh, it just, it, it bogs down, it, it stutters. It, it doesn't, it's not happy. (laughs) It's just not happy. I don't want to do that. I, my, I gotta be honest with you. The, the daily perspective studio is out in the boondocks. It's out in the sticks. And our internet service out here is not great we have uh we have a t and t uverse not a t and t fiber we have a t and t uverse out here and there's really not another option unless i want to go with uh um elon musk's new thing the the new the sky uh, it's not Skynet whatever it is it's a uh, his new thing with the satellites and i've been watching videos about that lately and i'm very impressed very impressed with its service because it is so far superior to any satellite-based internet service i've ever seen before it's just incredible but they're not through building that network yet and the guarantee of having service where i live eh, is pretty slim Uh, when they're finished with it they'll have overlapping zones and all of these satellites they'll have all these satellites in low or low earth orbit instead of high orbit so your uh, your delay time from going out and coming back is much smaller because of the distance it has to travel. Um, the, the in low Earth orbit, and they're constantly moving and they're constantly covering and their their, their coverage uh, areas overlap so that you don't lose coverage. But from what I've seen of the dis, uh, of the dispersion network as it is, um, there's still some big holes in it. So it's not something I want to get into just yet. And I got to decide whether or not I want to drop the money because it's, it's uh, 500 bucks up front for the equipment and a hundred dollars a month. And I, I would just replace our current internet service and that's okay. But I have to decide how we'd handle television and such as far as that's concerned. We'll see. We'll see. There's no cable out here. That's the thing. There's just no cable service out here. Cable internet would be a lot faster and it would, be, it would be very beneficial to what I like to do, but it's not available. I'm stuck with what I have. It could be worse. It could be dial-up. Oy. Well, yesterday, the founder of Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, crashed a CNN daily call with the head of their company, Jeff Zucker, and revealed that he allegedly has months of recordings of their daily calls that cover a multitude of issues. Now, CNN has gone public and said this may be a breach of of federal law, Uh, the fact that he's recorded all of this stuff without their their knowledge. James O'Keefe is very careful about this stuff. He's been challenged in court many times. He's never lost. He has taken people to court many times. He's never lost. So he's got a good legal team. So I don't think he would have done something that could have become a serious liability for him. Now, in this video, which uh, O'Keefe recorded live on Periscope and then uploaded to his social media accounts, he unmutes the call and confronts Jeff Zucker. He said an insider gave him some access, gave him access to the daily calls. So somebody at cnn doesn't like what's going on at cnn in these daily calls and wants the world to know a whistleblower and you know we're all about whistleblowers uh, well the press isn't well they're all about whistleblowers if they're ratting out or usually lying about things the progressive press doesn't like so he unmutes the call and says hey jeff zucker are you there Hey, this is James O'Keefe. We've been listening to your CNN calls for basically two months, recording everything. Just wanted to ask you some questions if you have a minute. Do you still feel you're the most trusted name in news? Because I have to say, from what I've been hearing on these phone calls, I don't know about that. And we got a lot of recordings that indicate you're not really that independent of a journalist. And then Zucker responds, okay, thank you for your comments. So everybody, in light of that, I think what we'll do is we'll set up a new system and we'll be back with you. We'll do the rest of the call a little bit later. And O'Keefe responded by saying he's going to start releasing the recordings. And he started releasing them yesterday, in fact. He says, it's important that we hold accountable the mainstream media. The media has to be held to account. They are hurting the American public with their lies, their innuendo, their slander, the defamation, the hyperbole. And I think Mr. Zucker is shaking in his boots right now. I think he's very afraid of what might be coming. The, the release comes after O'Keefe has repeatedly stung CNN in the past with undercover videos, including videos of CNN's daily calls. Back in October, the Daily Wire reported this. A contractor working at CNN came forward and released videos that, were, that they recorded of CNN President Jeff Zucker appearing to admit that the network is pushing the agenda of the Democrat Party by making all their news coverage about moves towards impeachment and telling CNN employees that the only coverage he wants is impeachment. That contractor, his name is Kerry Porch, released the videos through James O'Keefe's Project Veritas, which has a history of releasing damaging video content of left-wing figures and organizations admitting a wide range of things that often conflict with what they say publicly. Porch says, I decided to wear a hidden camera to expose the bias running rampant. He recorded CNN company meetings where Zucker appears to admit that CNN is essentially pushing the agenda of the Democrat Party by giving nonstop coverage to impeachment and by stating that all news coverage is about moving toward impeachment. Zucker says in these recordings, I want to say, stay with this. Our top, our top, our own reporters, our own political analysts, the top, the top we have. All these moves are moves towards impeachment. Let's just stay very focused on impeachment. We're moving towards impeachment. All these moves are moves towards impeachment. And Zucker tells employees to knock off their friendliness towards South Carolina Republican Senator Lindsey Graham. Now, we've known for a while that CNN is not a trustworthy news source. They, even back during the Clinton administration, it became obvious that they were friendly to the Democrat cause and not to reality, truth. They were all about pushing the left-wing agenda. They have been so for quite some time. And sadly, pretty much all of the news media is that way today. It's very difficult to find trustworthy reporting. If you wanted on on your television, you need to go to o, uh, to One American News Network, OAN, and you need to, uh, to find uh, Newsmax. And if it's not on your cable service, then... Call them up and ask for it or demand it. Tell them you want want the truth instead of what they're pushing through the other channels. It's just very hard to find anything which is trustworthy today. And I've been telling you this for quite some time. In fact, we've been hearing this for decades now. That in order to get good, solid ideas of what's actually going on, you have to search beyond the mainstream news if you don't you don't know what's really happening and that my friend is very sad it used to be that we could turn on the evening news and get a good idea of what really was happening in america today and now you can't you get home from your day of work you flip on the news to see what's happening and you don't know if you're being told the truth or not and the odds are you're not and one example Is that yesterday we were told that the Department of Justice was not seeing any evidence of vote fraud? Well, there's more to that story than just what we were told by the mainstream press yesterday. That actually there are ongoing investigations, they're not going to talk about what they're seeing. That's not how these things are done. When we see the fruit of their labor, we will see what they've actually been working on, but not right now. But the mainstream press doesn't want you to know that. They want you to come to a conclusion based on the disinformation that they give you. The DOJ issued a statement. Let's go into this here. This is from epochtimes.com. The Department of Justice issued a statement yesterday. In response to the backlash from an article by the Associated Press, which quoted Attorney General William Barr saying that, quote, to date, we have not seen fraud on a scale that could have affected a different outcome in the election, end quote. Some media outlets have incorrectly reported that the DOJ has concluded its investigation of election fraud and announced an affirmative finding of no fraud in the election. That is not what the Associated Press reported, nor what the Attorney General stated so says DOJ, uh, a DOJ spokesperson, according to CBS News reporter Catherine Harridge. Catherine Herridge is a solid reporter. We move forward. The, the article goes on to say the department will continue to receive and vigorously pursue all specific and credible allegations of fraud as expeditiously as possible. In the headline, the Associated Press twisted Barr's comment to suggest that the Attorney General has passed final judgment on whether fraud occurred in the 2020 election. Quote, Disputing President Donald Trump, Barr says no widespread election fraud. But that's not what really happened. Not at all. But you wouldn't know that if you're getting all of your information from CNN, MSNBC, CNBC, the network nightly news you wouldn't know that at all which is why you have to dig deeper much much deeper You're listening to the daily perspective podcast It's the Daily Perspective Podcast for Wednesday, the second day of December 2020. Thanks so much for being there. I appreciate you being along for the ride. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for sharing. Just generally, thanks. Let's get back to some more news you won't hear anywhere else. Well, you'll hear only coming from conservative media and conservatives on social media, which is getting more and more difficult today because as conservatives share on social media, they're being shut down and uh, the, the reason they get shut down is because liberals, progressives on social media are offended by anything that doesn't conform to what they, they like to hear and then they they go crying to the social media platform and they report the people they disagree with and accuse them of, uh, of doing things that are breaking the rules with that particular social media platform. And then the social media platform, whatever it may be, that social media platform will take swift action before investigating whether or not the claim is true and that results in a social media channel being shut down until that social media channel's owner challenges the platform and they do look into things and find out no there was nothing here now this doesn't happen across the board sometimes sometimes a frivolous uh, accusation is made and the social media platform knows pretty quickly and then they'll check into it and come back with a decision that says, no, this is not so, this is not the way this is happening. No, no, your guys are crazy. And that, that does happen from time to time. James Woods is a good example. James Woods for a while, almost every day was sharing where he was getting little notes from Twitter saying, yeah, we just, just to let you know, we didn't find anything to support this. And somebody has made a charge against him, which is a lie. And he also, on a daily basis, and not just him, many people who are prominent conservatives on social media will get little notices every day throughout the day that um, uh, that they they have just tried to log into their own account using the wrong password. Which means someone else is out there trying to come up with a password and get into their account account and hijack it. And sometimes they're successful, most often they're not. But this happens a lot, and that is people who want to shut down thought which doesn't agree with their worldview. And that is one of the aspects of fascism, is shutting down all opposing thought and not allowing it to make it to the public square. And that goes against the just grinds against the nature of the founding of our nation, the United States of America where we are free we have Liberty we can stand opposed to our government and not be afraid of standing opposed to our government now those who are the fascists who are preventing us from uh, from sharing our views those people will shut you down in a heartbeat and those people accuse our government of being a fascist dictatorship But they refuse to admit the fact that if our government were a fascist dictatorship, those people would not be getting their views seen by anyone. They would be shut down. They would be picked up by the police. And they may just disappear. Because that's what happens in a fascist dictatorship. And that is, oddly enough, what these people are pushing for. I've said this before. These people like the leftist press. The leftist press is a good example. They point to conservatism and they talk about the ills of conservatism. They, they talk about the ills of capitalism. They talk about all of the negative things. They demonize the roots, the early days of our nation. They, they look at all of the bad things that have happened in the past and, and, then point to those things and claim that this is what our nation was built upon. The foundation is is bad. We need to do something else. Well, that was a long time ago. And what the, the bad things that they're pointing to were very common everywhere back then. And as we move forward in time and learn our lessons, we abandon the ways that were bad. But those people point to those times and demand a new a new way of living a new form of government and the form of government that they're demanding one that would shut down opposing views the ones they don't like will shut them down as soon as they recognize they didn't get what they thought they were getting because this happens in every nation that adopts socialism and communism Because once those people get into government, oh yeah, they'll call it democratic socialism, by the way, like Bernie Sanders does, because the vote is involved. Oh, you get to vote on things. No, actually, you get to vote when you bring that system in. You can't vote it out. Because once those people get power, they don't let you move them out. That's worked that way with every system around the world when it's been put into place. And When that system runs out of everybody else's money, which is what's required to do everything they promise they're going to do, and everybody starts starving and the people want change, well, things get rough. But the press, when it wakes up to the fact that they have created a monster and begins to report on the monster, the press will be the first ones lined up against the wall and executed which has happened in every country where socialism has taken hold. Just look at your history. That's what happens. And we're seeing a push towards that kind of a system here in America. And in order to get that kind of a system, a lot of cheating has to go on because people with a brain don't want that. (laughs) They just don't want that kind of, they don't want that kind of government. People who can think, realize how bad that situation is going to be. And they don't want that here. So, we're fighting against it every day. And we're watching right now a desperate move to take away a presidency. Please, as I said yesterday, go back and read what's pinned at the top of the Daily Perspective Facebook page read that article read how we got where we are right now and you'll understand why why they're doing everything they're doing why they're fighting as hard as they are they came very very close to having what they want and then the American people said we don't like this and elected Donald Trump and ever since then they've been trying to take away what you voted for. Because they don't believe you're smart enough to govern yourself. Which is basically the founding principle of this nation. That we should govern ourselves, not be ruled. But these people believe we should be ruled because we're too stupid to govern ourselves. And as a result, we're watching a challenge happen today to an election because those who believe we're too stupid to rule ourselves or to govern ourselves are trying to steal an election. And yesterday, President Donald Trump and his campaign filed an explosive lawsuit claiming that Wisconsin officials included 221,323 illegal votes in the presidential election recount and asking the Wisconsin Supreme Court to order Governor Tony Evers, he's a Democrat, to rescind certification of the state's election results until any illegal votes can be excluded from the count. Jim Troopas, a Trump campaign lawyer, said in a statement, The people of Wisconsin deserve election processes with uniform enforcement of the law, plain and simple. During the recount in Dane and Milwaukee counties, we know with absolute certainty, illegal ballots have unduly influenced the state's election results. Wisconsin cannot allow the over three million legal ballots to be eroded by even a single illegal ballot. The lawsuit states four cases of clear evidence of unlawfulness, such as illegally altering absentee ballot envelopes, counting ballots that had no required application, overlooking unlawful claims of indefinite confinement, and holding illegal voting events called democracy in the park. There's more And coming up after the break, we'll finish this one up. Because what's happened in Wisconsin is also happening in other states. And you need to know the truth about what's really going on in America today. You're not going to find it on CNN. You're not going to find much of it on even Fox News now. Hopefully, knowing the truth, we can all be free. You're listening to The Daily Perspective Podcast. It's The Daily Perspective Podcast. Welcome back. Sliding into the second half of today's podcast... I'm going to pick back up on that PJ Media article in just a moment. Let me slide back up here. I was looking at uh, Twitter in the break. And uh, where is it? Yeah, Jack Posobiec tweets, Jeff Zucker ordered his staff to consider a false conspiracy theory that Trump is withholding information about imminent terrorist attacks. This stuff is deranged and very dangerous from a purported news outlet on a reporting call. That's just part of what's being released by Project Veritas, James O'Keefe. I encourage you, go over to YouTube, find James O'Keefe's account, look at his videos. Uh, Go to projectveritas.com and uh, find uh, the links to the video there. You'll find them there. They they are uh, there for, for you to see very simply. Just to go have a look because he's releasing some bombshell information, stuff you need to know about a company that calls itself the most trusted name in news and about why they really aren't. Now, back to the PJ Media article. Um, it's an article called New Trump Lawsuit Claims Wisconsin Counted 221,000 Illegal Votes, 11 times Biden's margin. According to the lawsuit, the Wisconsin Elections Commission directed municipal clerks to illegally alter incompetent or incomplete (laughs) absentee ballot envelopes in violation of state law. Officials told clerks they could rely on their own personal knowledge or lists of databases at his or her disposal to add missing information to returned absentee ballots. According to Wisconsin law, voters themselves, not election officials, must correct incomplete absentee ballots. Now we've seen this before where the process is you find an incomplete ballot that ba- that voter is then contacted and given the opportunity to cure that's the word they use to cure that ballot's problems by coming to a specific address and with their own hand completing the information or correcting the erroneous information that's how Legally, the process is handled, not the way they did in Wisconsin. The lawsuit claims that a total of at least 5,517 absentee ballots were improperly counted that way. Clerks also allegedly issued absentee ballots to voters without requiring application. That is required by Wisconsin state law. You see... Absentee ballots must be requested. That's part of the the security process. You have to request your absentee slash mail-in ballot. That assures that the ballot is going to the correct person, the person who is registered to vote, and that that person is doing the voting. The request is part of the security process. According to the lawsuit, clerks in Madison and Milwaukee issued thousands of absentee ballots without collecting a written application during the two-week in-person absentee voting period from October 20th to November 1st, 2020. The lawsuit claims that election officials improperly counted at least 170,140 absentee ballots for which voters never sent in an application. The lawsuit also claims that Madison and Milwaukee clerks allowed voters to circumvent voter ID laws to claim an absentee voting status that is reserved for voters who are indefinitely confined on account of physical illness, infirmity, old age or disability. The Trump campaign claims that officials illegally counted 28,395 absentee ballots cast under false pretenses of indefinite confinement. Finally, the city of Madison created polling locations at over 200 parks and city locations as part of a Democracy in the Park voting drive. The Trump campaign claims that the Democracy in the Park initiative violated Wisconsin law since these events took place outside of the county's approved polling locations and did not follow the state's absentee voting requirements. Joe Biden's campaign advertised the events, encouraging allegedly illegal voting. The lawsuit claims that election officials improperly counted 17,271 absentee ballots illegally collected at these unauthorized locations. The Trump campaign is asking the Wisconsin Supreme Court to order that the results and certification of the election may not include any in-person absentee ballots without an associated written application. Incomplete and altered certification absentee ballots, any absentee ballots issued to persons who claimed to be indefinitely confined after March 25th, 2020, and who failed to provide photo ID, and those ballots received at Democracy in the Park events. The lawsuit also asks the court to issue such orders as necessary to enjoin or otherwise direct Governor Anthony Evers to rescind and withdraw any prior certification he may have attempted to enter related to the the selection of electors. So there is an ongoing active lawsuit in Wisconsin making some pretty severe claims. And those claims are supported by Affidavits, sworn affidavits. And you have to remember that when you swear an affidavit, you're doing the same thing as you are swearing in court to the accuracy of your statement. And if you are lying, that's called perjury. The same applies to your affidavit. If you are lying in the affidavit, that is perjury. Perjury is punishable by jail time and fines. So if you lie in your affidavit, you are putting yourself in danger of going to jail. And these people are told that they're told that when they swear out these affidavits. So they have hundreds of affidavits of people who have watched things going on, who have seen illegal activity, who have watched the process of a, of an election theft go on before their eyes. They're swearing to it in an affidavit, which is just as, just as valid as swearing to it in a court of law. And yet the mainstream press is ignoring every bit of this all of it i don't know if you have watched any of the video of these testimony sessions going on in the various states as they've been happening but the material being exposed at these at these sessions is just it's just it's amazing it's incredible it's <laughs> as our British friends would say, it's gobsmacking. It's incredible information. It's shocking. The things that these people are testifying to, under oath, with sworn affidavits, and then coming in themselves and testifying and answering questions to support what they have written. What these people are testifying to is the theft of an election. And yet, This, what is quite honestly the most sensational thing to happen in American politics, in the history of the nation, is being ignored by the news networks which thrive on sensationalism. Remember what I've told you, the networks, the network news, these news channels and the entertainment networks who have news programs, they all focus on What gets the most attention, the sensational stories, because that means more people will watch, more people will watch for longer. And that is a factor in ratings, by the way, is length of time viewing or listening. And as a result, the higher their ratings are, the more they can charge for their advertising and the more money they make. So they are focused on the sensational the stories that raise the most eyebrows, that hold the longest amount of attention. And yet, they're ignoring what is most likely, well, I would say it is, the most sensational story in the history of this nation. That a political party has tried to steal an election. And people from all of these cities are testifying to the fact that this happened and why would they ignore such a sensational story if everything they are is driven by sensationalism the only explanation is that they agree with the theft and they know that if it's pointed out that most Americans will object to it and demand that something be done about it that's why They know that most Americans will not stand for what's actually happening if they know what's happening. And so, they won't report about it. And so, you don't hear about it on the evening news or on the cable news networks. It's just not being told. The story's not being told. Because it's dangerous to the plan. Dangerous. They know that if you know, you will raise a stink. And enough. if enough people are raising a stink, then the plan gets derailed. So they're not going to tell the story. And that's sad. Over at Patriot Post U.S., there's a story about this media blackout. It's hard to decide what's more outrageous, a mind-bendingly impossible 570,000 to 3,200 ballot dump in Pennsylvania favoring Joe Biden over Donald Trump? Or a mainstream media blackout of this and other election anomalies? In any case, a collective media yawn is simply not the appropriate response to news like this, at least not in a healthy republic. Then again, news such as this doesn't happen in a healthy republic. Nor is, look, the election's over, an appropriate response. But that's exactly what we got from Kate Bedingfield, whom Biden just tapped to be his White House communications director. Quote, virtually everyone on earth has accepted the truth, except for Donald Trump and Rudy Giuliani, Bedingfield falsely asserts. The Trump campaign has been laughed out of every courtroom with their meritless and baseless lawsuits meant to undermine the will of the American people, she says. There's more to this story, and after the break, we'll get back into it. But the fact is that no, the Trump campaign has not been laughed out of these courtrooms. Liberal judges appointed by liberal presidents. Are defending the liberal cause and not taking this loss these lawsuits seriously. That's what's going on. You're listening to the Daily Perspective Podcast. It's the Daily Perspective Podcast. The midweek edition of the podcast for Wednesday, December 2nd, 2020. <laughs> ah. We were in the midst of this article from PatriotPost.us. And I want to pick that back up again. As for the Pennsylvania ballot dump bombshell, this news of a massive and decisive spike anomaly was provided by Phil Waldron, a retired Army colonel and former combat officer with a background in information and electronic warfare. As Paul Kanger writes, "...Waldron, who testified along with Rudy Giuliani's team, brought to the hearing his considerable expertise in analysis of election data fraud. After Waldron presented his material, the chair opened the floor for questions. Rudy Giuliani went first asking Waldron to clarify what his analytics team means when they talk about spike anomalies in voting patterns. These, as Waldron defines them, are events where a numerical amount of votes are processed in a time period that is not feasible or mechanically possible under normal circumstances. Waldron showed a chart with a shocking example of an apparent massive dump of votes for Joe Biden. Giuliani pressed Waldron for clarification about the spike and the shocked reaction of those in attendance speaks for itself and one wonders what kind of judge would as Bedingfield suggested laugh such evidence out of a courtroom or likewise the eyewitness evidence of Olivia Jane Winters a registered Democrat and a vote inspector who told of being repeatedly cursed at and threatened with bodily harm merely for having tried to enforce the state's election laws. The hearing was chock-full of compelling witnesses like Waldron and Winters, but the media's coverage was nearly non-existent. If you're keeping score at home, Joe Biden bagged 99.4% of that enormous chunk of votes. Donald Trump, 0.6%. It's critical that every fraud charge in this election be investigated thoroughly. For the sake of this election and all future elections, whether in Pennsylvania or Michigan or Wisconsin or Georgia or Nevada or Arizona, if we're going to have confidence in our electoral process, more confidence than, say, the people of Venezuela or Cuba have in their electoral process. We need to address both the fraud-friendly nature of mass mail-in balloting as well as the potential for data manipulation in our vote-counting machines. We're the world's most advanced country. We've been a beacon of freedom and democracy to all other nations. We put a man on the moon more than half a century ago. Is a reliable and tamper-resistant election system too much to ask for? How about a free press that helps helps safeguard such a system? Sadly, today, the answer to both questions is yes. And that's from PatriotPost.us. Douglas Andrews' story called An Election Bombshell Gets Buried. As I said before, there is bombshell information being released. There is compelling information being put forth in these sessions. And the mainstream press is ignoring every second of it. And they have a reason. And that kind of brings us back to James O'Keefe at Project Veritas. Because what he's doing is revealing how one of the news outlets in question manages what it reports to the people. Over at CNN, they have daily meetings. And Jeff Zucker, their head honcho, tells them what they will focus on and what they will not focus on. He tells them who they will be friendly to and who they will not be friendly to. They will focus on anything negative about the Trump administration. And they will not be friendly with anyone who is friendly with the Trump administration. They are clearly, deeply biased. They are clearly, deeply, politically active. This is not journalism. This is propaganda. This is fascism in action. This is people pushing one side of an issue and ignoring the other side of an issue in an attempt to sway people to a certain point of view. And this happens in every nation that eventually falls to socialism. And we can't let that happen here. We just can't. In the United States of America, we're watching a political party and their cohorts in the press seek to change the opinion of the people. And if you don't think that's true, just look at the story that we talked about the other day about how many Joe Biden supporters say they would not have voted for him had they known some of the things that you know? Had they been exposed to the stories about his son Hunter's business transactions and how Joe Biden helped Hunter get access to places where billions of dollars were were transmitted back and forth and how business deals were made simply because Hunter Biden was the son of the vice president of the United States. The sexual impropriety, the allegations of rape made by someone who has been ignored by the mainstream press. Had Joe Biden voters known these stories? Had they been privy to that information that you and I have had to search for to find? They would not have voted for him. A significant number of them would not have voted for him enough that it would have changed the outcome of the election. Just that would have changed the outcome of the election. <laughs> Everything I have is telling me that somebody is calling right now and they're calling when I, they know I'm, I'm busy working. The, um, the outcome of the election would have changed had people known these stories if they had been privy to the information that you and I have found. And this is why the mainstream press is ignoring these stories. They don't want the American public to know what's really going on. They want to interpret what's being reported by conservative press as rumor and nothing more. They want the people to think, that you and I are conspiracy theorists when in fact we are simply following the breadcrumbs and learning the truth about what's really going on we're finding information the press won't deliver because that information will naturally cause you to reach a conclusion they don't want you to reach and they don't want you to reach that conclusion because they don't want you to believe that the candidate put forth by the Democrat Party is deeply compromised and is incapable of actually performing the job he's up for. I think we all are aware that Joe Biden is old, is fragile. He's been protected by the Democrat Party in the press. And he's incapable of actually fulfilling the duties of a president. And when you think about the fact that he has not been seen much at all in public this year since the outbreak of COVID. And that the enthusiasm for Joe Biden was almost non-existent when compared to the, uh, the enthusiasm for Donald Trump. When you think about the rallies, you think about the parades, you think about the boat parades, you think about the people showing up all over America with their Trump signs to support the president whenever he might be somewhere. When you think about the enthusiasm for Trump and the lack of it for Joe Biden, It's impossible to believe that he got the votes they say he got because people weren't interested in Joe Biden. They weren't interested in him at all, at all. And we saw from the testimony of these people, we have seen that Joe Biden's votes All came in, well, what's pushed him over the top, came in in the darkness of night. In truckloads of ballots delivered in the dark. And by swapping thumb drives, flash drives around in the voting machines and changing totals. And many other odd things that happen to change the outcome of an election that the mainstream press is not telling you about. They don't want you to know. They don't want America to know. Because if America knows, America will demand action. And that's all for today. Hopefully you are demanding some action and you'll be back tomorrow for the next edition of the Daily Perspective podcast. Have a great day. God bless. Bye-bye. Oh, we're uh, we're done.